Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, let's get into it. <laughs> you feel that you had to just change that up. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, let's hope that this stream is a better stream than the last one. We had uh, quite a few issues. Uh, and I think some of those issues are still here, as in no notifications seem to be... Uh, oh, a few notifications seem to be going out. Um, and obviously, hopefully, the internet connection will stay up, which would be beneficial. So hopefully, we'll end up with a better stream than we did on Wednesday. Um, lots of frustrations. But let's um, let's get into a few things. Uh, so as always, as we get into this stream, if you find it useful, informative, um, you know, entertaining, then do go ahead and hit that like button for us. We both really do appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news, then why not go ahead and subscribe? By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with uh, absolutely everything we do here, providing you know, YouTube sends those notifications out. Um, it's free. You'll stay well informed, apparently. Uh, so why not? Uh, I, I have a bit of a problem with this, Chris. I just can't let it go. It just irritates me so much. Um, <laughs> but there we go. I'm not going to, I'm going to be bigger, Chris. I'm going to be bigger than this. A bigger person. Be the bigger, the bigger person. person. So today, we have, we, I have been in touch with YouTube today to try to resolve the notification issues, guys. So hopefully all of that will be resolved shortly. Hopefully so. Um, so we'll obviously have a look at the market, see what's been going on today. We'll have a look at a few other kind of technical things. We'll get into the live chat, have a look at a few charts, and hopefully have a pretty chilled out, relaxing Friday evening stream, nothing too strenuous. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, right, providing I've done everything I need to do this end, by clicking the following button, we should go in and take a look at the charts, Chris. Wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so coin market cap here, guys. And uh, what I'll do is I'll give it a quick refresh, make sure we have the most accurate information there. Zoom on in here. We have a $1.66 trillion market cap. Trading volume is $129 billion. Bitcoin's dominance is at 41.6. Ethereum's at 18.7. There are now, Chris, 10,283 cryptocurrencies, which is a far... Uh, it's just it's a phenomenal number of cryptocurrencies. We have to, have to be quite cautious about that. And ultimately, um, some of those projects would have only been created to part you with your own hard-earned money. So uh, with over uh, over 200 um, rug pulls on Binance Smart Chain alone this year, it's important that you do a lot of thorough research when it comes to investing in cryptocurrencies. Do not just listen to myself, Chris, uh, or any other kind of influencer in the space. It's important that you do your own research and uh, come to your own conclusions before investing. I am not a financial advisor. Chris is not a financial advisor. You are responsible for your own funds and it's important that you do that research. With all this being said, however, 10,283 for sure will have some absolute gems in there. So it's important that um, you do that research to identify what is a really good solid project versus something that might just be a little bit fishy. Um, I'm not gonna talk any more about that, but uh, it's important just to, to be mindful uh, of the number of cryptocurrencies that are currently out there. Let's take a look at the watch list. Uh, these are the cryptocurrencies that we are invested in and uh, you know, we try to get this down a little bit, but we never seem to, we just continuously add to it. Um, Bitcoin has dropped down. Um, it currently, this is actually registering at 3.8, but we saw this as low as I think as 7%. 
um, earlier. Um, so that's obviously pulled the majority of the market down with it a little bit. There's been a bit of a recovery since though. So we have Ethereum here at 3.6, Cardano's at 5%, XRP's at 5.8, Polkadot's at 5.9, Chainlink's at 8.4, and uh, Litecoin there at 5.6. Scrolling down a little bit further, we have Theta at 2.5, Stellar's at uh, 6.8, we have 3.1, uh, sorry, 3.3 for, for VeChain. We have Algorand here at 8%, Avalanche 6%, Hadira is 8%, Zcash 7%, Elrond 7%, 8% for Zilliqa there, 11% for the graph, um, and that uh, a new uh, number of circulating coins hasn't yet hit. Uh, we have um, Harmony 1 here at 10%, we've got 9% for Anchor, we've got 1% for V4, 13% for Fetch AI. Um, Poly at 6%. Singularity net doesn't really count at the moment, but uh, we'll call 3.8. Um, Solve at 5%. DSLA 7%. Uh, API 3 at 7.3. And Silo at 8. So pretty much uh, a fair amount of blood has been spilt. It's in the streets. Um, opportunities to be had if you see them this way. Um, Chris, have you been in the market today? I haven't today because I've been literally hanging, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh for, for those of you that don't know, I'm now full-time crypto. Um, my last day of the nine to five was yesterday and uh, went out with some of my colleagues. So I am a little bit worse for wear today. <laughs> well, you know, it happens. Um, it yeah. So yeah, ultimately, you know, there's been opportunities here. And let us know in the live chat, did you take advantage of any of those opportunities in the space? We'd be really interested to know uh, what people have been potentially buying up, Chris. Mm, for sure. Okay, so Chris, you want to get into that live chat, see how everyone's doing? Yeah, I think um, before we do, obviously, we, we've got uh, an Eve uh, interview coming up, uh, followed by a Harmony One interview. Uh, we're really looking forward to that one. And I'm in talks with um, Singularity Net as well. So it's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, we can get the Singularity Net uh, interview over the line. That would just be immense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm calling that out particularly because they wanted to confirm that I am who I say I am uh, and work on the cheeky crypto side of things. So hopefully they're watching and uh, they'll see that, you know, I am who I say I am. It will be think, fantastic. You know, we we like a uh, we like a bit of singularity net here. A bit of artificial intelligence never goes amiss. So, <laughs> oh, definitely not. Um, yeah. So yeah, awesome if we can get that one over line and uh, yeah, be uh, be awesome. Um, I guess the other thing is, I think you can now get Moonbeam tokens on pre-sale. So this is one that we did a video on a while back. Uh, we did say that we would sort of notify people. Uh, hopefully you're on the, the mailing list, emails went out. So yeah, check that out if you're, you're looking at Moonbeam. Uh, this is one that we highlighted as we, we think it would be uh, one with a lot of potential. Um, it, it's a shame that it's got moon in, in the name um don't confuse that with some of these uh you know really naff coins that are going about it's uh it's a solid project by by the looks of it but go do your own research definitely worth looking at um right uh what else we got right let's get into the the live chat um can we talk about these projects dsla mtv and silo yeah, we can do. And uh, I think there's one other thing before we kind of get into some of the charting stuff, Chris. Um, what's going on with Cheeky Cardano? Oh, Cheeky Cardano. So yeah, at the moment, we thought what we'd do is we'd 
we bring the Cardano um, stuff back into this channel and we're going to kind of change up the the other channel. I think we're going to do a bit of behind the scenes and, and more interviews and stuff on, on that channel. Um, so we're just going to flip that. But yeah, Cardano um, stuff is, you know, news, analysis, all that sort of stuff, all happening still just over this side. Yeah, fantastic. So um, let's talk about DSLA to start with, Chris, because, um, you know, I really do like the project, uh, as I think you do as well. There isn't mm. really a lot of data. Um, I can go on to do a lot of analysis on this one, I don't think. Let me just quickly check. Yeah, there's not there's not really a huge amount of information to really chart up. Um, so it needs a little bit more time to really give decent analysis. Um, so, but DSLA, everything that they're doing there for surface level agreements in a decentralized manner is fantastic. And um, this has huge implications both for the crypto space in terms of you know your DeFi protocols and your staking and things like that um even liquidity staking um but also with the real world with um you know things that are outside of this space but also you know these are players in the business world that are using service level agreements but uh, actually might be more beneficial to them to use decentralized um you know SLAs instead so i think from a service level agreement uh, platform this thing is going to be absolutely massive. We're starting to see it integrate more and more across uh, across the fields in many different areas. And um, I think there was a, a bridge yesterday with Harmony One, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. lots going on with DSLA. I still have really high expectations for it in this year of 2021. Um, uh, all, all intentions being, you know, it should do phenomenally well from a percentage gain perspective. Um, but I do think that the real benefit of DSLA will start coming into its own probably in the next bull run, you know, and the build up towards the big two, two, uh, 2025 kind of scenario. I do see that as being the the real one that this thing really does shine in. Um, but this one, yeah, I really like the project, Chris. Anything you want to add? Yeah, I love the project. And I think we, we've talked about this quite a lot around the, the cross chain. And, you know, DSLA is one that came up. We weren't like looking at this project initially this was a project that just kept coming up in all my research on other projects and i was like wait it's come up on every single project that i was looking at and it was like well i need to go have a look at this one because you can't you can't not take notice um when, when you're seeing it pop up here there and everywhere so loved what i found when i did my research uh, obviously we've done done the interview we've had them on on the show which is fantastic so check that out if you haven't seen it already but yeah i think this is one that's going to do remarkably well um it's something you know use case wise that's definitely needed in in this space so this is one that we're invested in and um expect big things mm, yeah absolutely um so the other one that was uh, you mentioned there was um multivac mtv right mm. Yeah, so this one we can actually draw up in the charts. Let me just bring that into the, to the view here for you. So um, this is the daily chart from KuCoin for MTV against the USDT. And we have this larger kind of Fibonacci retracement on here. Um, and again, this is running from that low level up to that high level there, which was about um, 37 days, 4,591% uh, in gains. And obviously we've seen what's happened since. Now, what I'm going to do is just delete all of this off so we can actually give you a bit of a more of an up-to-date kind of picture on what's going on here with MTV. Um, so the first thing we want to do is obviously see what's been going on with this crash here, or the corrections, really a better term to use. Um, and obviously here's the one that's really of, the, of, of use to us, right? So what we want to do is actually put a Fibonacci on here and the retracement tool. 
We're going to take it from this high point just up here. So this actual peak here before we had this correction to the downside or crash to the downside, however you want to frame it. And this actually shows us a few important things. Obviously we have those moving averages. They're quite clear to see. We have the 50, the 100 and the 200 moving averages. Um, and we can see those forming on this daily chart. We obviously have the support line here being the 200 moving average with the resistance line actually being the 100 moving average, which is also coincides, coinciding with our 382 Fibonacci level. Okay, So we can see that those two things are really merging together and that's going to be blocking um, the potential move to the upside in the short term. Um, and obviously we have that 50 moving average looking like it's coming on the way back down. And hopefully that will start to steady out and actually get a reversal soon. Um, so on this uh, daily view, you can see the volume has been decreasing. We can see the relative strength index has come down nice and low. And we can see the, the severity of that particular um, dip, if you will. And um, what we're going to do is take a look at this um, at the hourly view. And we'll just expand this up a little bit. Um, so we can get a bit of a clearer view as to what's going on here. So here you can see exactly how this has been playing out to uh, move to the upside. Um, we'll obviously just paste on a bit of a trend line um, to a degree here. And if these two points connect, then obviously there's still huge potential to, to continue the move to the downside uh, a little bit further to find this support. If, however, there's a new support forming, which I do not think is necessarily the case, we would have something forming a little bit closer like this. Um, but again, that means that this is more likely to be broken down quicker because this is really fresh candle wicks here. Um, so I'm not sure that is exactly what's going on. So again, I'm going to just take that off uh, and out of the way for now. But there is important to note there is some form of patterning uh, or pattern forming here, uh, which is just a bit unclear to me at this particular point in time. We can also see that it is this upper level here of resistance. And uh, again, I can quickly just mark this on. Uh, with a horizontal raise so we get a bit of a flavor as here it seems to be a bit of a barrier as well and that's a horizontal line this is just below that 382 area now main thing that, that we want to really want to look at is these areas here so this is the 618 the 702 and the 786 and like we have done with many of our particular projects is we want to just put on here just below that 618 and just above the 786 there and uh, we want to make sure that that area is marked on the charts because this is the area that we want to be pushing into and pushing on our out of here. Once we get that closed candle above this, yet particularly yellow box, we'll know that we'll be moving to the upside from there. It's a very big bullish signal, specifically if it's a weekly closed candle. A closed candle up there during the day is also pretty good as well, but obviously you want to make sure it's a weekly candle for the maximum effect. Likewise, with the monthly candle hitting key levels uh, is, is very, very important. Um, but again, down here, we can see that 200 moving average being your support line. And you can also see the 50 and the 100 moving averages up there. Um, the 50 was a previously a support line that got broken here. Um, and then obviously we have the 100 moving average here, which seems to always have been a bit of resistance other than this breakout moment here. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's kind of been floating around. So I'm going to be watching those key things, uh, those particular moving averages in a little bit more detail moving further forward. So let's just take this back up into our daily for a second and uh, pull this back in. So here we can see obviously that retracement zone. We obviously have our price targets here, our expectations are. So we want to be entering in uh, about approximately 0.007 of a cent. Um, and then we obviously want to get a closed candle. Um, somewhere at about uh, 0.0093 of a cent. Um, those are the, the key areas here that we want to be watching out for. But obviously battling our way through that 100 moving average and the 50 moving average on that journey to the upside. And again, those patterns here for the upward trend should start forming in due course once we kind of get through um, some of these lesser corrections on there, on this journey. But otherwise, MTV, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, could potentially see some decent value. And again, we can 
move this Fibonacci just up to here, which will show us that it could potentially have an extension up to about 7.2 cent, unless there's some fundamental things outside of the technical data that I'm not aware of. But right now, according to the Fibonacci, we do have an interesting level there um, set out at about 7.2 cent. Chris, anything else that you want to add on, um, on you know, multivac on MTV? No, I don't think there's anything I can add on this one, Nick. Fantastic. Super. And then there was Silo. Uh, I know some people have been asking for Silo, haven't they? Um, yeah. So let's see what I can find. Silo, Silo gets, you know, I think it's come up quite a lot because it, it took a fairly sizable hit when um, Bitcoin did actually crash the market. Um, and it, it is one that we, we, we did mention is going to be more volatile just because of the amount of money that's in this one. But, you know, Still invested, still think that it's a, a really good opportunity, this one. Yeah, I'm holding strong. Um, you know, the the benefits outweigh the risks in this one for me, personally. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the charts and see what's been going on there. Um, so again, here we have Silo to the USDT, daily chart. KuCoin is the data source for this one here. Um, and obviously, we have the Fibonacci um, ex, uh, retracement tool. And this actually runs from the peak here, um, which was about 1.5 cent running down to our low here during that correct correction, right? Which was actually a double tap. You can see the two taps here. The first one, the back rebound and up to the top side here, and then double tap in this before going back up and then finding a good traction to really go moving from. Now that comes in at 0 0.00383. Um, so a pretty good buying zone considering where it potentially has, uh, you know, could potentially be going to in the near future. And the things that this one is doing is really interesting as well. Uh, and like some of these other projects we've gained, we can try that trend line that might be something forming just about here um, and again that kind of covers the entire extension so i'll leave that on here and then we'll adjust it for the hourly view in a moment and see how that's playing out and the important thing here is you can draw this against multiple levels right so we obviously have um, this particular trend here which actually you would say arguably was broken because it should have been uh, on that candle there so it looks like there was a breakout event arguably um, you could argue that that actually occurred um, over here. And then obviously we're just retesting. So we'll leave that and see how that looks on the hourly in a second. Um, and again, you have that 200 moving average just down here. We have the 100 and the 50 moving average at the top there. So again, this micro view of silo is looking pretty interesting. Again, not to take away from where it has been in the past and to where it is right now. It is um, you know, an interesting project if we just zoom out here and see the kind of progress that has been made um, for this one. So we'll see that move to the upside, the retracement uh, along with that is uh, something that you kind of expect. So wave one, two, three, um, it's probably about there. Actually, maybe four, five, and then maybe an ABC maybe. It's hard to actually tell with Silo because it's so volatile being um, low market cap. You'd have to really analyze each of those movements very, very carefully. Um, but let's take a look at this on our hourly and see how it's been progressing here. So let's, uh, let's take this up. So here we can see a little bit more of that detail. Let me just make this a little bit clearer um so straight away we can see the 50 the 100 and the 200 moving averages we can see our downward trend and our upward trend but they just need a little bit more refining um, and pulling back into place so let's uh, quickly just do that so let's grab this onto our lower wick there and then we'll just pull this across until we get some touch points right about there so here we can see this upward trend forming these kind of areas that are just hovering around this trend line. Uh, and then on the downward side, we obviously have this uh, way out of kilter, but um, let's pull this back in. So we obviously have this area here and we have the, let me just zoom out. 
yeah, so we touch that one there and then we're looking to bring this in about here and then you see the breakout event from there. Okay, cool. So um, this kind of shows us that actually this is the area of resistance um, and we had the breakdown, but we found good support on this 50 moving average and being how low we were on this relative strength index, the volume came in took it above this line, which then rallied it a little bit further. What's happening right now is this retesting of this upward trend line here, but also finding support on our 100 moving average. The 100 and the 50 moving average just crossing over that 200 moving average as well. Um, so again, being as low as we are on this relative strength index right now, we could significantly see this thing moving back to the upside in, uh, in the short term. So anything that's kind of oversold guys like this, you tend to see it when it hits the bottom here, it only has one place to go and that's to the upside. So um, really positive news that we are finding that we're bottoming out on our relative strength index whilst we're also confirming our, um, our upward trend line. Um, and again, the cross here against that 200 moving average is obviously gonna be helping the situation as well. So the other thing just to note here on this particular chart for silo is the volumes have been decreasing. The volumes are really low. We have a really low relative strength index and we're confirming our upward trend here. This thing is definitely primed to move to the upside in my opinion. Um, so we could really utilize this space of the relative strength index if the volume comes in nice and strong. So hopefully that volume does come in strong. And if it does, then we should definitely see a good rally to the upside for the silo price. Because right now where it is, it's you know, 0.005 of a cent. This is looking you know, like a pretty good buy area. I mean, this is probably in line with where I actually bought mine, Chris. I, I haven't been monitoring it. You know, I've kind of just left silo um to its own devices but fundamentally you know this is uh, this is looking like a pretty good area and i think it's pretty much in line with i was actually buy buying the majority of my bag um so um yeah i'm pretty certain it was about that maybe i was wrong but anyway um going forward yeah i think this is going to be really moving up nicely and again um, we are looking for some key areas which are going to be up here and i'll just zoom out and just pull this down a tad and just like the other charts, we're looking for the 618, the 702, and the um, 786. And what we do is just highlight these again with our little yellow box. We're looking to cross this area here, go all the way through this area. And um, that's what we're looking to do and looking to achieve here. So um, just get rid of that. Um, so ultimately the journey here is going to be quite tiresome. And again, we can see our resistance is slap bang in the middle of that. It comes in at 1.1. This is the area that we've been battling for a while over here that we were failing to push our way through until eventually we got that 1.5 cent. Um, so ultimately 1.1 is gonna be a bit of a barrier and uh, we'll have to obviously get into this yellow box, find that barrier, find support, and then hopefully have a breakout past the 1.1 cent again to take us above this area. And again, a weekly closed candle above here will be phenomenal and we'll really set this this one up again to move on further forward um, but i do think this is going to be an uphill battle for silo considering it is a micro coin and the amount of fear that's in the space right now people tend to avoid micro projects uh, and micro cap coins they tend to um, you know gravitate more towards those higher capacity or higher market cap coins so you know you'll have your um, bitcoin your ethereum's your cardano's those ones will perform slightly better whereas these lower cap coins because they're are perceived to be at higher risk, people tend to get out of them faster. Um, and obviously because they're low cap, that ultimately means they're more volatile. So I'm expecting that it's gonna be a bit of an uphill battle to get there, but when it does, I think it's gonna do incredibly well. And um, Chris, is there anything else that you wanna add for, for Silo there? Just a project that I really like, I think it's gonna do really well. Uh, I just really just echo in what, you, what you're saying, Nick. So uh, I'll probably just leave it there to be fair. <laughs> fair Covered it well. Cool. Um, so, Lots of people saying congrats, uh, obviously, uh, I've left the nine to five. So really appreciate that the support couldn't 
be in this position if it wasn't for everybody that's watching and that supports the the, the channel so um yeah congratulations to me but thank you to to everybody that's you know subscribed liked you know watched the videos followed on twitter and you know we couldn't be in this position if it wasn't for you guys and uh yeah it's um it's interesting isn't it nick in the in the respect that you know we set this up as a bit of a hobby and it's grown legs and it's sort of ran away and um yeah now it's uh, a full-time thing for me so yeah i feel blessed um yeah don't really know what to say about it it's just yeah still pinching myself it's, it's good it's good it's um no as chris is saying you know none of this is possible without you guys um you know supporting the channel and uh you know joining us on on this journey so yeah we really do appreciate it and you know we're getting closer as well to that sixty thousand, which is just remarkable like i think in back to where we were when we were trying to push for a thousand subscribers um yeah, yeah it's just remarkable guys yeah really do appreciate it yeah we do um you know and we're what less than 800 subscribers away from sixty thousand, which is you know for, for us is just yeah we're, we're gobsmacked are we really to be to be fair so no really do appreciate it i'm going to draw a line there because i could keep you know saying you know how i feel about it um but yeah just really hum humbled by all to be fair um okay back into the live chat um i think we've had a super chat nick um um yeah there was uh, there was one here so why do you guys never talk about theater you think it's not good question mark so it's a very very good question and um n no it's not because it's not good in our opinion is it nick it's just we were looking at this like really early on as as a project to to invest in and uh we thought you know what 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 better way than just researching but to actually you know be part of the project and we, we've done this you know with one harmony cardano in the fact that we've set up like uh pools and, and stuff like that so so we're actually part of the movement right and we thought we'd do the same thing with 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 this project right and uh we didn't like the sign up process it was kind of it felt like you you're begging to go on the platform and we at the time we were just like actually yeah like i shouldn't have to do that it was like if they don't like your video you're not going on kind of thing that's how we perceived it whether that's reality that, that's another thing right but um that's how we perceived it at that time um if we got in at that time like we, we'd have made an awful lot of money um but you know that that's that's on us the reason we just don't talk about it that much is because we're just not invested in it at the moment um, and that could change this isn't a project that we think is going to go away this isn't a project that we think isn't going to do well we think it's going to do remarkably well and um, in time i imagine we will be invested in this or uh, another competitor perhaps i think um, uh, there have been a couple of competitors pop up but um hmm. fit is even on our list of invested projects uh, that we talk about on the start of all these streams uh, and it's there because we had every intention of investing into it. Uh, we went, as say Chris was saying, you know, we went through the sign up process. We wanted to actually start utilizing the platform, stream to it and put the content there. Um, yeah, but it is what it is and it is where it is right now. Uh, we do like the project. The concept of it is great. It's some of those barriers that, that are just problematic for us to kind of get our heads around. But um, otherwise, yeah, I do, I do like theater. Um, I have to say the concept of it's brilliant. Yeah. And, you know it's on there because we still follow it we still watch it 
we still have every intention of of being on that platform and being part of that project so um yeah that, that that's kind of the the reason behind it and i guess we've talked about this before on on many sort of occasions that sometimes an opportunity isn't an opportunity at a particular point in time um and that was probably the case uh, for, for this particular one right yeah so there should we chart it up nick um, have a look how we well it's do, doing yeah. let's uh, see what we can find Okay, let's uh, let's jump on down. Okay, cool. Here is a theater um, to the USDT. This is the hourly chart to start with, but Binance. We're going to take that, change that up to um, to the daily chart. We obviously have to start at the top there. Um, and again, you can see that the, what's been going on historically here for theater. We can see from March uh, all the way up here, and we can see where it's got, currently gotten to. Um, so let's take a look and see how this has been currently performing on that. Uh, daily chart so here we have that downward trend the upward trend and we can obviously see the breakout event as well as many of these altcoins went through recently as well um so it's not uh, not just silo but basically most of these downward trends um were basically broken i think it was over the weekend um, and we were kind of saying you know looking at it it was basically some point in time between the 1st of June and the 3rd of June, approximately. I think there was a couple that were extended to about 6th of June. Um, and basically what it was saying was you're getting trapped into this triangular wedge and you're going to have a breakout event or a breakdown. One of the trends was going to be stronger than the other. So in this case, and it was with many of those altcoins, it was definitely the upward trend that was stronger than the downward trend. So you can see that here. And what's interesting here about theater is obviously that 200 moving average being support line here other than the two uh, lower wicks, which actually then formed our trend line and um, retesting that trend line and moving on up but also our 150 moving averages here and the current uh, resistance is currently really sat on there uh, on, at that 50 moving average right now the price is sat on top of the 100 moving average um, so what's really interesting here is to see how that kind of plays out for the rest of today going into tomorrow because one of these um, again just like we had that downward trend and the upward trend one of them is going to be stronger what is going to be stronger the 50 moving average or the 100 moving average so I would say that um, my opinion is that the 100 moving average will be the stronger support line that should then see um, theater actually get some traction to move back to the upside. With that being said, there is also major resistance, not just on the 50 moving average, but also all across this area here of the 50% retracement zone. And so again, we have to be mindful of all of these barriers as we try to push things back up again. And on our daily registrant index, it's actually at 54. So it's above that midway point. So we'd want to see that get corrected too. And the other concern that I can just see here, actually, before I get into that, I am going to quickly just drop this yellow box just on here because like the others, we have to know our zones. Um, and let me grab this brush. So the other thing I'm seeing here is de decreasing volume, right? The, the decreasing volume over time is quite clear. Um, but also every time there's selling pressure, the selling pressure is vastly outweighs the buying pressure, which is telling us a lot about that sentiment in the market it is quite fearful for theater and um, so this tells us that ultimately people are not quite ready to really back this particular project um, and this again this comes down to a lot of the you're seeing in the space in terms of that generalized fear and greed index bitcoin being pulled down manipulation people thinking it's the bear market who no one really knows or no one's really confident on getting back in behind some of these projects and as a result you see decreasing volume which we can see here and we can see that every time there's an opportunity to um, sell um, because it comes across resistance that selling pressure is just 
fast, it's high. And therefore, people, it's telling me that people are very, very scared about going into a bear market and potentially losing gains, which is, then goes into the asking that question, have people overextended themselves or are they just trying to protect their profits? Um, it does not tell me, looking at this, however, um, whether or not these people are actually selling and buying back in. If they were, then you would see arguably higher buying pressure than you are seeing here. So these look like people just completely exiting out at the moment, um, and uh, we're not seeing that really change here. So every time there's opportunities to sell, that volume is quite high. So I would be quite concerned on that on theatre, and I want to see that sentiment change. Um, right now, I don't think I can actually have a look at this one on Evi. Uh, I can quickly check for those cryptocurrencies. Um, pretty certain it's not on the list though, Chris. Um, for some reason, I can't scroll down. That's frustrating. Um, pretty certain it's not on the list though right now. So um, for this one, I would say that, um, yeah, I'd be concerned. I'd be monitoring that sentiment and see how that changes. There's a little bit of volume change just here in terms of buying. So I'd be monitoring that in the short term. And again, a relatively high relative strength index for where we are right now. The yellow box is obviously the area that we want to get into. This kind of entry point starts at about 11.13. Um, and as the exiting that about 13.86, somewhere up here would be a good close. Now let's pull this into our hourly. And again, we'll take a look at this uh, a little bit deeper here. So we can see that uh, everything's actually lined up quite well here on this hourly chart, vastly different to that of the daily. So uh, we have a smaller time, uh, a smaller time frame um, and things look slightly different. We have uh, a relative strength index that's actually again 54, so pretty much the same as our daily chart, but our 50, 100 and 200 moving averages are telling us a slightly different story. Um, here we can obviously see that uh, you know we are in line, that the right order for starters. We can find this potentially being a good support line here and obviously this was previously resistance, so that's been flipping and turning there. We also have this uh, 200 moving average and we had the crosses going across here uh, recently as well. We can see that topping out up here and we can see the candles coming down here and the volumes decreasing. That's the correct way that you want to see it. So rather than really high selling pressure uh, recently, we've actually seen higher buying pressure. And so as the price is correcting to the downside, we actually see that uh, sentiment changing and shifting and the drop in volume is basically then actually protecting the price. So right now, this is actually a really good sign um, because we could find a, an establish a support line just here, which we can kind of see has been forming um, just in this area here. So I'll quickly just mark that up with a horizontal ray. Let um, me just grab that and just mark that quickly. It's approximately somewhere about there. We can see the resistance area here turn to support little bit of resistance turn to support. So if we can continue to find that as a good support area, that would help um, this one really move along nicely. So we're looking to increase this. Uh, obviously with register index is still quite high at 54. I would like to see that a little bit lower when we're, um, we're getting get back down to this area here. So we could see a temporary pump before a correction that could really test this area as a support line. And hopefully that 50, 100 and 200 moving average will also help come up here and support that narrative as well. Um, so again, for theater it is looking okay. I think there's um, a bit of a journey to be had here. Um, you know, as we move up through this area. Uh, and then once we go through all that and we kind of move on out of this correction into uh, you know things to come, we do have price targets here of $23.42, $35.54, $47.65 and then topping out up there about $55.14. Now, again, for me, I like to uh, really focus in on these two areas, um, kind of 
uh, focusing that's the majority of your bag selling in there somewhere um, but you best thing to do in my opinion uh, would be to sell on the way up and uh, do not just wait for, for that magic number to hit at the top there I would be you know selling portions here maybe selling portions here maybe there's some midway point here that I'd be selling and then also here and then leaving a little bit in the tank just in case it does go ahead and actually hit that top extension there. Maybe it'll even go on to go beyond that. And, uh, you know, as long as you're happy with uh, with what you're taking on that journey, then I think, uh, you know, you'll be in a pretty good position nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, theatre, Chris, anything else you want to add on that one? Uh, I like the project. Um, I, I expect we'll be invested in it and on the platform at some point. Um, and if it's not this one, like I say, it'll be a, a competitor if something comes around that's better. Um, not sure that's going to happen, but if it does, you know, it's kind of the depends on the lay of the land, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, so there's there's a couple of posts here. So why do my comments keep being deleted? So this is GMX. So there's lots of work going on in the background uh, around some of the, the the people that are spamming uh, comments and um, some of the people that are impersonating us in the comments of videos and, and streams and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, we have a consortium now. Um, I think that's, that's the right terminology um, of YouTubers. Um, some of the biggest in, in this space, I'm not going to mention names, um, but we've got quite a few sort of high level, um, I, I guess, I don't know, what are they like uh, ethical hackers and all this sort of stuff supporting us now with trying to remove this and, and, and resolve the issue. And they're working with all the authorities as well across uh, different different parts of the world, uh, Australia, the US, UK. So we've got a lot of people working on this now um, and, and we're kind of doing it bit more as a as a youtube community within the crypto space so um there will be i guess parts of of um comments that will be on a banned list so it depends on what you're writing um, and youtube has made a change that auto filters comments so if you write something that the algorithm thinks is negative it's putting it in a hold section, um, which means it's not visible. So this isn't anything to do with what we're doing as such. It's it's part of the algorithm. Um, but, you know, it, it's to basically keep people safe. Um, so, yeah, hopefully in the coming weeks, com coming months, um, the activities that are happening in the background will resolve a lot of these issues. Um, but it's it's one of our sort of, values isn't it nick and and one of the things that we want to to stomp out in this space because pe people that watch the, the the channels on youtube you know be it crypto or or some other fan financial um sector uh, on youtube um people work hard for their money and we don't want them to to be losing it to to, to scum of the earth uh, that are just scamming people and it's it's a, a big industry and um we're just working to to stomp it out so um yeah i think bear with us is probably the the the, the words to to be saying uh, at the moment nick i don't know if there's anything you want to add to that no it's just um you know we're not deleting anything uh we basically have to go into that holding area and physically approve all of the comments um to go yeah. onto the actual videos the other thing we've been debating really is whether or not we should just turn the comments off to prevent the scammers you know targeting the videos um, but again, you know, we're not making any decisions on any of that just yet. 
and um, ultimately it's just about uh, trying to to deal with it the best we can and obviously dealing with uh, with different changes that are happening with YouTube as well. So yeah, it, it is unfortunate. Um, but when we do go in there with, uh, when we can, Chris obviously will be able to do it a lot more now um, and approve all of the comments that are actually you know, real comments and uh, basically block everyone who is, um, who's basically a bot or a scammer. Yeah, and I mean, like we're working with the big boys and and some of the you know the the, the channels similar size to us and some that are smaller right there's a good consortium of, of of people that are onto this now people that have got teams that you know are spread across the uh, the world um we've got people that support us immensely with this so yeah it's it, it's going to be good it's good for the space and it's great that the youtube community um is working together on it to, to stomp it out because i think you know it can benefit everybody in this space um and i think that says a lot that speaks volumes um the the bigger youtubers that are spending large sums of money to to support you know their, their channel and, and stomping it out uh, are sharing that information to support um others which uh goes to show how serious some of these channels are taking it so yeah i'll mention names once uh i've checked with them that they're comfortable i'm sure they would be yeah um okay yeah lots of other stuff going on at the moment nick as well isn't there like you know we've got our website being built in the background um so we're excited about that so uh, hopefully we'll be able to share some stuff uh, in the coming weeks um just so much going on nick it's all good <laughs> those going on lots of fantastic things to come um yeah watch this space it's going to be it's going to be good guys it's going to be good definitely um nick can we have a look at v chain this is one that uh, i can see in the uh, live chat has been uh, asked to to be looked at quite a few times yeah sure let's um let's jump on down do like a bit of v chain so v chain to the usdt daily chart binance is the data source um and again we'll just zoom on out and we'll have to take a look at that bigger picture i've done this quite a few times you can obviously see what's been going on here and uh, each of these kind of waves uh, is full of waves. There's waves everywhere. I'm not going to really talk about that too much, but you kind of get an idea as to where I'm thinking this is likely to go from that bigger macro picture. Um, so what I'm going to do is just zoom on in here and uh, we'll take a look at the daily chart. Um, and the daily chart obviously has uh, quite a few lines drawn on it and all this kind of stuff. We have the upward trend. We have the downward trend. We have the breakout event uh, that actually technically happened on the 31st of May. And obviously the 1st of June, we had that retest of this downward trend and the upward trend is still holding down. Today's candle is frustrating. This actually invalidated quite a few upward trends, technically speaking. Um, Ada is another one uh, that we could look at and see the same scenario. One Harmony, I haven't looked at it, but I imagine it's probably done the same. Well, ultimately those wicks have kind of just been pulled a little bit below. And we've actually pulled the body of those candles above our trend line. Um, so the wicks are a frustrating element that I'm going to see how this trend line performs going forward and whether or not I need to adjust it. But for now, it is there. And we'll see, you can see my thought pattern on what was likely to happen. This is going to be apparent on our um, hourly view in a moment. We have our yellow boxes, our target area to enter and pass on through. Uh, and getting through there is going to be absolutely key to really moving on to the upside for, for VeChain. And as always, there was some fantastic news. Not sure if many people were able to actually watch the VeChain video with um, what their, the partnership between um, VeChain, DMVGL, um, and the uh, Renji Hospital with uh, the My Baby app uh, or DAP, um, which is really helping with the IVF side of things. And I think that's fantastic news. So if you haven't seen that video, check it out. It's on the channel. Um, let's jump on down into our hourly view and see what's been going on there. 
Um, so again, here, if we just expand this up a little bit, we can see what my thought pattern was. I was expecting this correction to happen, but we actually moved a little bit higher up. So it came a little bit after the fact it actually happened here. And what we can do is we can see that we are going to be moving to the upside. Um, but this is the part that's frustrating. It basically invalidated our upward trend here. I've got a couple of uh, touch points here. So I'm going to watch to see how that adjusts over time, whether or not I need to pull this uh, trend line down to find a new area of, uh, of trend. But I do think it's probably going to be okay long term. So I'll leave it there for now and see how that plays out. Again, this is the area of resistance that I thought we were going to be coming to recently. The fact that we've come up here, this is probably going to be another area of resistance for us. And again, this kind of comes back to this other major area of resistance over here. This is the 382 area. And um, this actually comes in at about 15.1 cent. And um, so again, this is going to be the problem that we're going to be looking to try to move on past and you know accomplish to uh, get through that well. Now, the 50 moving average, the 100 to 200 moving averages are okay. Um, the 50 moving average is seeming, uh, seeming to be uh, resistance at the moment, but was previously a good support line, as you can see across here. So we'll have to see if we can break through there. But obviously up here, it was also another major area of resistance. And we can see that because of everything that's been going on with these particular wicks just here, was which, which was resistance here. And we're finding it resistance right now. But we are really low on our relative strength index. And again, and one of the things that we like to look at on this relative strength index is 37.41. And this is where we actually bounced off from here at 12 o'clock um, today, which was fantastic. So right now you can see that this is the area that we usually bounce from for VeChain. And minus all this volatility that we've recently had, when we look back, this area here is an absolute key area um, that VeChain basically goes to. So um, to find that it's bouncing from this area is no surprise. Um, so right now, that's a really good positive sign that things are kind of normalizing a little bit for VeChain. And obviously, the volumes have been decreasing uh, during this correction to the downside. That's what you want to see. There's some um, interesting volumes of selling and buying in amongst all that. But ultimately, there's lots of pockets of decreasing selling volume here, uh, which is really positive. Now, moving this price back to the upside, the volume has kind of stayed quite low and it has actually kind of decreased over time here. That needs to change if we want to utilize this relative strength index to its maximum potential. So right now we do want to push past this resistance and actually turn it into support. So in the short term, I'm just going to quickly adjust my arrows here. What we're looking to try to do is actually pull this um, up a little bit, not too far and then actually get this pulled back down um, just a tad to confirm this orange line is then going to be our support line going forward. And then from there, once we have that sorted, we should be on our way up to retest this area here. Um, and again, this is probably going to be an interesting point to, uh, to really flag because if I go ahead and just pop this orange line on here this kind of forms a triangular wedge again okay and uh, this thing would indicate to us that we should have that breakout event by the 8th of june that should take us up towards that yellow box so as strong as these um resistance lines are if the upward trend is stronger we should see that get broken um, and push on through by the 8th if however the upward trend is weaker than our resistance line will probably fall back down and our fallback would potentially be down towards our orange line of 13 cents so i'm going to be mindful of that um, and ultimately, my expectations are, again, to be quite volatile during this journey. I'm just going to quickly draw these on. This is not going to be accurate, but I imagine that we'll continue to trade in a roundabout way like this until the price gets squeezed to such a point um, that actually it can do nothing but have that breakout moment. Okay, so that's my kind of expectations. And that should happen by the 8th. Time is the hardest thing to get. I can't say exactly when it's going to happen, but the chances are it will happen by the 8th or, or you know, by then uh, in general. So VeChain is looking pretty good. And obviously going into this yellow box is going to be absolutely vital. Um, and obviously 
getting into this box and then actually pushing our way all the way through it and getting the closed candle. I'm going to delete that out so we can just focus on the here and now. This is what we're looking for and this is what we're looking to achieve. Uh, and again, entering this yellow box kind of enters at about 17 cent. Um, and then we want to exit this at about 21 and a half cent. And from memory, 21 and a half cent is a bit of a milestone for VeChain. I believe we got stuck there for a while. Um, 21 and a half just rings a bell as a major resistance line. So we'll have to be mindful of that because that is going to be the barrier really pushing on through um, of how VeChain currently performs. So otherwise, yeah, I'm quite happy with uh, with VeChain as the way it is. It's uh, It had uh, broken out a little bit earlier than unexpected. Our downward trend here actually held up, uh, sorry, our upward trend actually held up quite well considering everything that was going on. Uh, we've really got a bounce from 37.41, which is back to our normality um, for VeChain. So yeah, I'm really keen to see how this one continues to play out in this space and whether or not this scenario really does uh, does play out well for us. Um, but Chris, anything else you want to add on VeChain? No, just such a solid project. We, I think you know, we uh, cleared up some of the FUD that was, was circulating. It's, yeah, it, I, I can't understand where it, where it all comes from um but yeah solid project solid team um it's on that list of uh you know i, I need to get sunny uh on the show mm -hmm. for sure so we are we're chipping away at some of these interviews now guys um you know we've got harmony one uh interview uh, i think that's going to be drop dropped on the 12th um and we're in talks with um singularity net and uh yeah i'm still working on v chain so yeah hopefully we can get the bundle we're, we're getting to the size of channel where people you know they don't mind coming on on the shows now so um yes yeah, it's, it's only going to be a good thing so if you haven't subscribed you know go give us a subscribe keep yourself up to date with all the crypto news and hopefully uh, support us get some more of these interviews over the line which would be fantastic um lots of talk of like how wasted i was last night i could just about find my way home to be <laughs> i had a skin fall um right uh what else we got on here um another super chat nick um there's one that there was no question so you let us know what your question is um we can answer it uh, and then another one here uh does it make sense to hold xlm long term um what are your thoughts nick so XLM is a, a fantastic project. Um, you know, in terms of things that it's actually achieving uh, in the world, it definitely seems to stand out uh, amongst the crowd. And obviously, it has a lot of attention, um, and rightfully so, but for many different reasons, right? So the, the first and obvious one is the fact that it is a fork of XRP's ledger, right? Um, with some modifications made to it, and um, you know, it's half the circulating supply. So they had a big burn. And with all of that said and done, they are going after two very different uh, missions, two different uh, you know, use cases, right? Stella and, and the Lumens, they're, they're trying to go after the unbanked. They're trying to really help change the world. And again, Danielle Dixon of the Stella Development Foundation does a fantastic job of um, you know, communicating everything that she's trying to get done and achieved. And you've seen some fantastic things recently as well. Just in this year alone, we've seen the USDC launch on the Stellar platform. We've seen real estate actually get closed and tokenized on the Stellar platform. That same USDC has been used uh, by 20,000 farmers in Africa to help e-commerce, right? Trading and things like that because they're unbanked. They're able to use the Stellar uh, blockchain to actually transact using USDC. 
Um, and that's a huge game changer for those people, right? Um, but again, it does some fantastic things just outside of all of this as well. I think um, it has some real powerful use cases that could apply itself long-term and a long-term strategy for XLM could be employed for sure. It's definitely where my mind is if it is where it is with, um, with XLM because I do see long-term value in holding it. With that being said, I do think uh, that you'll be a bit foolish to potentially leave some of those gains that have been made on the table during 2021 and even those that will be coming shortly because you'll be able to extend your position uh, potentially with XLM going into the bear market. Obviously not financial advice, but my XLM tokens, I would be selling on the way up and I would be buying back on the way down, you know, and ultimately just bigger, building a bigger bag for that longer term play. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed with everything that Stella's been doing, Chris. Uh, the only thing I don't necessarily like is is Jed selling the XRP the way he does. But, you know, that's an XRP and that's Jed personally. Um, everything Stella-wise, I have no problems with. What were your thoughts? Well, for me, the, I know they're doing stuff in, in, in parts of Africa. Uh, I think Africa's going to get sort of crowded, uh, or it's already starting to get a little bit crowded. Uh and for, for anybody that watches the show, you all should know my opinions. Africa's huge, you know, um, like when it comes to opportunities for, for blockchain. For those of you that don't know, they're sat on um, lots of natural resources. And uh, yeah, for, for me, like there's there's so much opportunity to, to, to bo uh, boost the, the economy over there uh, and, and, and generate new economies within economies if that makes any sense because you know you're going to have these people that you're going to onboard so we you know we've done an interview with world mobile if you haven't seen that go check that out and i know it's slightly off the subject of of um stella but you know they're, they're in africa right so you're going to have all these people that are going to be going onto blockchains they're going to get digital identification they're going to be able to go to school and get education which they they currently can't do and this isn't because they can't get to the schools this is because they don't have the infrastructure you're going to have internet you're going to have people that are then going to be able to to get loans um, that they can't get at the moment because they've they, they're being onboarded to to banks internet phones you, you're going to see so much growth and the fact that they're sat on so many uh, so much natural resource uh, for me is is something that you, you've got to pay attention to so anybody that's doing anything in africa within the blockchain um market for, for me is something to really investigate and i know stellar out there and i know they're doing some of this stuff and you know the use case is is very much what nick has has covered off so for me it's a project that's going to do fundamentally well um i think they've got a solid team you know but for me how crowded is it and i guess it's who's going to get there first and who, you know, who's going to have those um, relationships. So, you know, we've mentioned Cardano uh, and the fantastic their work, work they're doing already. And um, yeah, it's interesting, but for me, I kind of feel like Stella goes a little bit quiet and then you just get bombarded with lots of like amazing news. Right. So expect to hear something soon because it is really quiet in my opinion. I don't know if you, you align with that, Nick. That's usually the way it goes with, uh, with Stella. Um, mm. super quiet and then all of a sudden you realize they've been working away really hard on dozens of things and uh, you hear about it all kind of in one go so yeah i'd watch that space it definitely seems to be uh quiet for a while it obviously had a really good rally before 
Bitcoin kind of had a bit of a tantrum. Um, and unfortunately, now it has actually broken down from its upward trend. So we'll have to see how that plays out in the in the near future as well. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, like Stellar is one we're invested in. Uh, like Nick said, I'd be looking to take profits. We, we, we've said this before. We said this in the approach to, to when the, the market did sort of uh, tank or retrace or dump or crash, whatever way you want to phrase it. Um, you know, we, we were saying this not because we, we thought that it was going to crash, but because actually you've got to look at where, where we've come from price-wise to where we are and you've got to to make sure and we said this quite a lot we've done exit strategy videos for some of the the, the members content you know you, you need to have that all set up ready so you you shouldn't invest and then go actually what what's my exit plan you should have your exit plan invest and stick to your exit plan so you take your emotions out of it it doesn't matter if the market retraces it dumps it doesn't matter yeah if you truly believe in the project and the fundamentals haven't changed, something hasn't changed to stop that project from getting where you expected it to go when you invested in it, then nothing's changed. It's just, it's just the market. It's just manipulation. It's just the FUD that's out in the news. Um, it might just take a little bit longer. And uh, for, for Nick and myself, we're quite comfortable with that. This is, uh, and I guess people have got to remember this. It's a small market, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, when is, you look yeah. at the other markets, it's small. When when we talk about like a project like Silo, for example, we're like it doesn't take a lot of money to move that needle. You know, at institutional level, it doesn't men. take that much money to move the needle within this space. So you've got to expect some volatility, and I think that's what we've got in this this market. And you know, let me know what you think of of, of what I've just said because fundamentally, I think people don't quite grasp that it's still really early. Yeah, exactly. It is super, super early. This is a, a really young industry. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, um, gone on a bit of a tangent. Do I think Stella's good? Yes. Do I invest in it? Yes. Am I holding long term? Yes. Am I going to take profits? Yes. Um, and for clarity, we haven't taken any profits yet. We haven't yet. No, but we are going to once our price points are met. So there we go. Um, Nick, one harmony. One harmony. Do you like a bit of harmony? Um, let's yeah. take a look, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, let me start with the daily, make sure everything makes a lot of sense, uh, starting from the beginning. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Here we go. Right, let's um, jump on down and take a look. So here we have Harmony to the USDT daily chart. Binance is the data source. Uh, and as you can see here, we've got quite a few things going on. We obviously have the upward trend on our lower band. We have uh, the upward trend here that was resistance. We also have our one, two, three, four, fifth wave yet to come. And we also have a bit of a, an idea as to how things have been performing. Okay, so ultimately this upward trend here, uh, which was our support line, and we haven't been down here for a while, so I think this is probably something that we'll see in the future, uh, much further up here somewhere. And so we left it there so we can use it later. We also have our resistance line here that we actually had a breakout through on our third wave. Um, and we also see this coming back down. And I've also have spoken about a potential drop in um, uh, one, uh, Harmony one down to this support line to reconfirm that this is a support line moving further forward. We also do have our triangular wedge forming here, which could play a crucial part to wave five. And then we obviously have our five waves uh, in Elliott theory. Okay, so wave one was the crash of 2020 in March. 
um, through to a high during August, which I think everyone could remember quite well if you're in this space. And pulling back towards the end of December, which was the correction of, uh, of wave for wave two, and moving into the peak, which we saw in March this year, um, which is completing wave three. Now, the sharp correction that we see here, I believe, is wave four. Um, I'm hoping that it's bottomed out, but just in case, I've put this yellow box on here just to see how that plays out. Right now, uh, we can also see and expect, uh, or well, you can say that ultimately wave two was flat, so wave four was sharp. And if wave two was sharp, wave four would have been flat. They kind of counter each other. And um, wave three is the longest, so we kind of have a price expectation for wave five, which puts this uh, somewhere around that dollar. It might be a little bit short of that. We'll have to see how times uh, progress and whether or not that's going to be in line with our expectations or not. But I've put it there for now. I mean, it's approximately towards the end of the year. Um, in that case, I think if it's uh, likely to probably be a little bit lower. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, I'm just going to leave it at a dollar for now and monitor that situation. Okay. We also have um, from the low of March through to the peak of wave three. So the low of wave one, the peak of wave three was 18,943% in gains, which was a significant rally to the upside for Harmony One. And uh, if you were early enough to basically buying in uh, at the, you know, uh, during the crash of March 2020, you're doing incredibly well. Um, and obviously the correction that we've seen today represents 74% of the value here, um, but obviously is still a significant uh, rally to the upside considering this so if i also drop this down to the current price and if you were lucky to invest since uh, march 2020 then you're still 8227 percent in gains okay so a pretty reasonable amount um, still there on the table now what i'm going to do is just drill on in here and um, take a look at what's been going on recently so we obviously again we have our triangular wedge that was forming our downward trend or our upward trend and this is again that micro scale rather than the bigger macro piece and obviously had the breakout event that happened over here which was the 3rd of june and then today unfortunately has come back down even though our body is above our downward trend line it has technically broken this by having that wick a little bit lower and um, so i'll leave it here for a, a few more days to see how it plays out but this could be seen, it could mean that i have to adjust the downward trend and adjust our upward trend and see if any new patterns are forming so right now this is frustrating it's not surprising though because again yesterday like we've had one two three and four chances to move past um, our yellow box area here and specifically the 786 fibonacci retracement zone we had the same opportunity on the 3rd of june and it failed so as a result you are likely to have this pullback this is a major area of resistance that one harmony is seriously struggling to push through so right now it was kind of expected that we'd have a pullback i was hoping that we'd find support here but with everything else happening in the space it's no coincidence that ultimately that kind of um, upward trend was broken so let's take a look at the hourly and see how this thing plays out let me just expand this up a little bit um, and we can see a little bit more of the detail. So here you can see that breakdown from our finding this major resistance line here uh, and pushing on down. Now we did not find support at this point and we do go below a lot of our areas here. We're finding support currently. Um, so this is the wick that we're talking about that actually formed below our um, downward trend. So we're finding support now. We'll have to see if that continues or whether or not we're going to have another pullback to the downside. And again, if I just zoom on out here, you can see some things that are interesting, right? So on this way to the downside, even though we had this initial huge spike in volume for selling, 
the volumes have actually decreased over time. There's been a little pocket here of buying, which happened at that particular occasion. Little pockets of selling here and here, but the macro view there is it's a decrease in volume. So the sentiment here is actually quite positive. It's not too much fear in the space. There's not a huge amount of selling. In fact, the selling is actually diminishing over time, which tells me that the sentiment here is actually more bullish than bearish. Um, otherwise, you'd see higher spikes in selling volume than you would in buying volume. So right now, the volume decreasing is good. Um, although that was happening on the upside, so the sentiment's not perfect, at least the selling pressure is decreasing over time. So we'll have to see if that continues. Now we're nice and low here. We've got a reasonable relative strength index. There's potential to continue this rally to the upside. We have to see if that 200 moving average forms a bit of resistance for us. If not, then we should be going ahead and trying to find and push past this yellow line, this upward trend here, which was our support line. Is it going to form an area of resistance? And that's going to be the next tell for Harmony 1. Um, so again, guys, we're in this battle. We thought it would be um, a struggle to get past this yellow box up here. Right now, my immediate concerns are all about trying to push past this yellow line and whether or not we're going to get that close above there. Um, Chris, anything else that you would add for Harmony 1? Well, just remember where we where we were when we started investing in this, Nick. It was less than one cent. So, you know, we've seen remarkable gains. Do I think that we're anywhere near done? No, I expect this one to do really well. You know, just, you know, I go back to sort of December, January, when we were talking about V-Chain and, you know, the, the FUD out there that people were going to be selling their V-Chain at, you know, less, less than two cent. I mean... Um, you know, it's just beyond me. I, I kind of feel the same with with Harmony One. I expect big things. We're going to have them on 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 the the show on the twelfth uh, for an interview. Um, so really looking forward to that. We'll get all the the download on on everything uh, Harmony One. So that should be really good. So tune in for that one. Um, but Nick, is it worth talking about the pool because we love uh, people being able to make a passive income? And uh, you've got ten slots for this epoch, Nick. Mm -hmm. You ledge. Yeah, so I was able to uh, sneak in underbidding and uh, and pull out of the bag 10 slots. So, um, yeah, let me just load it up and bring everyone across. So uh, let's see what's going on. Let's just wait for it to load for a second here. Um, but, yeah, so we've got 36.9 million uh, Harmony One delegated to the pool, which is fantastic. Really appreciate all of that, guys. Um, and as Chris was saying there, I was able to get 10 slots, right? So um, I was able to take that uh, delegation there, the divvy up um, 10 times and distribute it across shard one, two, and three. Um, and that got us 10 slots uh, that was elected. Um, that election came in, I think, at about 3.68 uh, million. Um, so basically, that's under the average median stake. So the, the median stake. Um, basically, that means that the rewards for this particular epoch is going to be fantastic. We should be seeing some pretty good gains uh, or some juicy returns on that investment during um, this next kind of 18 hours, this 20-hour period or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's going to do phenomenally well. Obviously, the average at the moment is about 10%, um, not just on our pool, but on most pools. Because there's so many more players, there's more harmony in the pools here the average is actually increasing. So the trick here is to really get under the average and put your bid in lower. And if you're able to do that effectively, you can increase the number of slots that you have. Increasing those slots on a low bid basically means that you're going to be earning a pretty good return. So I'm expecting some interesting numbers to start coming through for tomorrow. Um, and obviously I'm mindful that I'm going to have to take some of these away and readjust again every uh, 18 hours or so just to make sure that we are you know, absolutely on it um, to make sure that we get the maximum returns for you guys. So obviously we've had a few dips here where we were gamed out of the system and I'm trying to make sure that we always stay in, um, you know, 
delegated or uh, elected so this is why i'm kind of keeping this nice and steady but when the opportunities do present themselves i go ahead and uh, i take advantage of them i'm not what i'm not doing is uh, leaving us vulnerable like we were here and here right so right now i'm trying to make sure that we always have an average uh, good good amount of um, returns and good rewards on every single epoch and if the opportunity is there for me to sneak in and uh, lower my bid I will do so and it will increase those so instead of seeing these dips to the downside you'll see these spikes to the upside which will be fantastic um, so yeah um, if you're uh, Harmony 1 and you've got a Harmony 1 and you're not delegating it yeah I'd love to have you join us and um, you know DM, DM us on Twitter as well so if you're going to drop some in there let us know because um, advance notice is always handy so that I can uh, game the system even further and increase those returns as well. Um, but Chris, anything yeah, else yeah. you want to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, we're getting currently, you know, outside of this one, which should be a really juicy return for, for this epoch. You know, we'll be getting returns of around 10.5% average, which is the average now for Harmony 1. It used to be at about 11, 11.5. It's now 10, 10 and a half. Um, mainly because there's so many more pools and, and that side of things. But this is a fantastic passive income, right? Because you haven't just got the 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 passive income from from the actual you know tokens that are generated from from delegating, right? And doing the work on the blockchain. Um, your asset can also appreciate as well. So it's you know it is good in in that respect. So you know we're all for passive income. Uh, don't leave it just laying around in in a wallet on an exchange. Um, you may as well delegate it, make that money work hard for you like you worked for your crypto. Um, super. Okay. Um, lots of people asking about Anchor, Nick. Sh should we do, can we do three more? Can we do Anchor, Elrond, because we've, we've had that asked for a couple of times, and then Cardano? Okay. We'll, we'll do the last three, um, and uh, yeah, we'll have to call it that. So let's, um, yep. let's start with uh, Anchor, I guess um cool let's jump on down okay guys this is anchor let's start up at that daily view um so anchor to the usdt daily chart binance is the data source just bring this down scroll on out and again just like we did with harmony you can kind of see that bigger picture there uh, with the move to the upside we just scale that down you see one two three four five is where i think it's likely to go and again all of these rules with um elliott wave is still intact and um you know everything looks like it's likely to play out in this scenario um so yeah not going to go into that again um just so you're aware that, that is what i'm currently thinking um, not all of these charts are actually adhering to the Elliott wave, um, but some are really nicely aligning. Um, so here we obviously have that dip coming down here. The yellow box is an area that we, I think it has the potential to fall back to. Um, what's interesting is that one, uh, sorry, 200 moving average being a support line here, um, and yet actually this is now moving out of our yellow box. So we might actually leave this box alone completely. That may have been the bottom, and our upward trend is forming nicely. Uh, our downward trend there is obviously something to consider, and we had that breakout event like we did many times with many of these other altcoins as well. Um, so let's zoom on in here and see exactly what's going on. Today has actually only just confirmed our support line. The wick slightly pulled below, but nothing too major. And otherwise, you know, there's resistance potentially forming here across that 100 moving average and, of course, the 50% retracement zone. Before we go into, of course, that um, that that main area, the 618, the 702, and the 786, those are the areas that we want to be pushing on through for anchor here. Um, so again, nothing too dramatic with this one. We obviously have the low of the crash here pulling down, and that's where the Fibonacci extensions are really showing us uh, the 
value. So let's go ahead and pull this into our hourly view. And this is where we're going to get the most value to understanding what's going on recently. So this is where we were yesterday. And obviously we have this uh, Bitcoin correction really pulling things down. And here you can find that support line really working hard for us. Yes, there's a couple of wicks that are pulling down here, but then these last couple of candles retesting this line are actually working for us. So again, like these other coins, I'm going to leave this one going for a little bit longer to see if this support line still holds up. And if it does, this upward trend line is going to be key to continue the motion to the upside, even though we've had this correction come down recently. With this correction to the downside, we can see the selling pressure was really high and strong here. And again, that volume's decreased dramatically and pulling it right back down with a relative strength index that was oversold and is no longer oversold, but is below 40. So a pretty good spot to move to the upside. So right now, there's a lot of goings going for this where we could have that uh, relative strength index increase quite rapidly with some good volume coming in, um, that would really help push this price back up again. Now, obviously, we're going to find resistance here at the 382 area of the Fibonacci. And this is, again, because of an area that was so heavily con congested previously, and we were really battling our way through it, that ultimately, we're probably going to have a similar scenario over here. This time, what we don't have to go with us, however, is that 50 moving average, okay? So right now, the 50, the 100, they're looking like they're going to get across as is that uh, 200 loop moving average looking to come on down. So we've got to first of all get above those averages uh, because the current value of anchor is below the average value of anchor, um, both at the 50 day, the 100, uh, sorry, the 50 hour, the 100 hour and the 200 moving averages there. So um, we're below value. So what we've got to do first of all is actually get above this. It's going to probably be a bit of a journey. Um, and then we obviously have to try to ride one of these the upside afterwards so i do think this is going to be a real area um, that we're going to struggle with around the 382 for a while in the same way that we did previously over here and um, so we'll have to see how that plays out the main takeaway here is that that support line still held up for anchor and um, so that's going to really help it push on through some of these uh, new resistances that are going to be coming up shortly um, and uh, so yeah with anchor that's looking pretty well pretty good and um, let's take it back up into our daily view and shoot this down for a tad what we can do is obviously get some ideas as to what might be coming after all of this correction uh, work is sorted obviously that fifth wave that we can see is up here i kind of put this up there towards that dollar level um, I still feel that Anchor is incredibly undervalued. For things that it is currently doing that are outside of the technical data, those fundamentals, um, the uh, initiative that they actually set up to basically deploy an ETH 2.0 node um, by staking 25,000 Anchor is actually a pretty good move at increasing the value of Anchor that's outside the technicals at the moment. So um, I feel that is what has actually protected the price during Bitcoin's correction so much is the fact that so much Anchor was actually locked up deploying ETH 2.0 nodes that ultimately there wasn't that much uh, or that many investors who were able to be shaken out of the market because it's already been locked up. So I do find that actually the price of Anchor has been supported during some of those initiatives. And as a result, I can see that uh, outside of the fundamentals or outside of the technicals here, some of that fundamental um, project uh, initiatives could actually have an increase in the value of Anchor longer term. So right now, our Fibonacci is showing us an extension of about 69 cent. I personally feel that it should be somewhere more comfortable between $1 and $2 uh, overall, considering the circulating supply, the amount of code tokens that are being locked up, and everything that it is currently doing um, for the crypto space, you know, being the number one validator for the Binance Smart Chain is just one example of many that Anchor was actually doing a many uh, fantastic things and, and a great service to many different chains across the across the board. So I do see this thing actually performing incredibly well 
um, potentially outside of the technicals. Because technicals are great. They give you a bit of a flavor and a bit of an idea and some pretty good targets to go for. Um, but sometimes there's new things that are going on in the background that actually help change these fundamentals or change the technicals, sorry, to really push things further forward. And I do feel Anchor falls into that category, as does Cardano's ADA. Um, as does many of these other projects as well. Some of the more um, historic projects, the ones that have been around for a while, uh, those ones tend to be more aligned to the technicals than the newer stuff. So uh, when it comes to Anchor, I know it's been around for a while, but it is doing, it has been moving more rapidly recently than it has done previously. So yeah, I think this one's going to be something to definitely watch uh, going forward. And it has some pretty interesting targets going forward as well. We just want to be watching out for about 12.6 cents. I feel we're going to really consolidate across there um, going forward. Um, so Chris, what was the other one? We obviously had Cardano, but what was the the just, other? Just before before we move on to, to the other one, you know the what, what you were saying in regards to um, the the lockup of of Anchor and that side of things protecting the the price. It's going to be interesting to to see actually what does that mean when it doesn't need protecting and the price of Bitcoin goes up. I expect uh, I expect a, a bit of an accelerated price discovery for for Anchor. Um, be interesting to see how that plays out to be honest yeah absolutely I, I do agree with that what was the other so it was anchor cardano and uh elrond elrond let's let's take a look at you god i couldn't remember um but it, yeah anyway let's um let's take a look let's jump on down Okay, guys, here we have Elrond to the USDT uh, daily chart and Binance is the data source for this one. And again, um, it's got a lot of stuff going on here, as you can see. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to clean all this up. Obviously, there was that initial run. We have all the corrections, all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to clean it up so we can see a little bit of the detail here. Um, so again, we have uh, a 200 moving average, a 150 moving averages here. Um, these are the daily chart. So um, right away, we can see Bitcoin's correction and where we are right now. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is just zoom in in a little bit expand up uh, a tad and we're going to put a fibonacci retracement tool now i'm going to take this point here because this is where we started to rally up before we had the crash down so i'm going to take that as our point and then i'm going to put this down onto our low level here okay this then shows us our areas that we want to be really focusing in on i'm going to go ahead and grab our yellow box here a little red rectangle and we're going to just draw this up onto this area here. So this is the area that we want to be pushing into um, going through and then getting that closed candle above it. OK, um, so again, this journey to the upside is going to be uh, probably tedious at times, uh, no doubt. Um, but we obviously something that we're going to have to do and have to work our way through. So right now we have that 200 moving average. This seems to be both resistance and res uh, and support uh, at times. We're kind of flipping around on either side of it. And um, right now we're actually below it. Previously, we were above it, obviously. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out. And again, this is testament to today's market where, uh, well, actually all of this is really the sentiment. It just shows you how up and down it is. It's very, very volatile. Lots of swing trading happening and things like that. So the volumes have been decreasing. Uh, today's volume actually was a spike on the last two days previous. Um, and obviously that was uh, an increase in selling pressure today rather than purchasing pressure. So obviously on the way up here, it was disappointing to see that so flat, but that has been how e-gold has been recently, unfortunately. We also see that the retro strength index was oversold during this particular correction to the downside and is still at about 40. So plenty of room on this daily chart to grow uh, in that. All we really need is good sentiment in the market to really change, to help push that good positive volume to the upside which will help utilize this space really efficiently. Um, so let's take a look. Now we know our little entry points here, um, what the hourly is looking like. 
Okay, cool. Let's um, zoom on out. So here we can see the 50, the 100, and the 200 moving averages. And here you can see that today is correction. Um, and I say this is correction. It doesn't really look like a correction. A correction is more this kind of movement. This is a basically crash, right? And um, you leave this gap behind. So when you have um, major kind of corrections like this, you can see that wick there and up to there, that is a gap that's been left behind, right? No trading has actually happened in here today. This tends to happen during real uh, volume changes. So here you can see that volume, right? A huge selling pressure just gone like that. Um, and the same thing happens to the upside, right? If you get like one person buying such a huge volume like a whale and um, you get that moment in time where things just rally to the upside and you leave these gaps behind and um, so now we know there's a gap here that's going to be an interesting point where we're going to find a bit of a barrier and also a bit something that we need to get into and actually push our way through as well okay as well as of course our yellow box which is way up there at the moment so considering our current position we're not in the best of places um, and again we can see how this uh, trend line was forming and got broken here um, so we are technically below that trend line for those who actually need a visual representation let me just quickly draw that up for you um, so there is this upward trend line that you could see forming here um, just graphically, let me just move that out of the way. Um, so we can see that there was a support line. Uh, and then basically during this correction, we've basically fall below that. Um, and now we are where we are. Um, so moving this this way, it doesn't make a lot of sense because two touch points like this uh, is relatively weak. You need something a little bit more substantial than just that. Um, so I'll leave it there for now to see how that plays out. But my expectations are we won't actually uh, rebounce from this level. At least I would hope not. Um, but anyway, let's see what else we can, can find from this data. So um, obviously, the, the 50 um, crossing the 200 moving average, the 100 crossing the 200 moving average. This happened moments before we actually um, actually saw Bitcoin kind of code go down today, and that has pulled the rest of the market down with it. So, despite that positive kind of um, affirmation that, that that the market was going in the right direction, we had the 50 crossing the 100. We had uh, sorry, the 50 crossing the 200. We also had the 100 crossing the 200 moving average. So those are usually positive signs, right? And they're going in the right direction. Now, of course, things are reversed. We're going about to see the 50 um, cross over the 100 um, and then most likely cross over that 200 again. So we're looking to basically now see this completely break down from this potential move to the upside that you are seeing here. Um, and again, there is a bit of a downward trend line that you can see kind of forming over here as well. Uh, and again, that's not too bad. So we can leave that one here and see how that plays out. So right now, if this continues, uh, that's probably going to mean some point towards the end of June uh, that we should start to see some kind of significant squeeze on price. Um, and again, you can kind of get this intersect here about the 11th of June. And um, so again, as we watch this kind of thing unfold, we'd expect to kind of get squeezed into this triangular wedge, and then you're either going to break up to the upside, or you're going to end up breaking down to the downside yet again. Um, so again, two scenarios are possible here. We won't know for sure which way that's likely to go until you get a little bit further along this journey. Right now, being where we are, it looks like we'll probably rally, you know, cross here and do this kind of thing for a while. Um, but wherever we end up on this relative strength index and whatever that volume is, by the time we get to a crucial point over here, will really determine whether or not you get a breakup or a breakdown. And I, my expectations are, considering where we are, uh, at the moment is actually it'll be a break up to the upside that's kind of where i feel the market will end up going um by the 11th of june um, ultimately this correction um for bitcoin and bitcoin's going through a bit of an accumulation phase 
it's kind of uh, a phase that potentially lasts maybe a couple of weeks or so. Um, it's not something that I can see being drawn out for much longer than that. Um, if I'm wrong, then um, then there'll be more of an opportunity to basically continue purchasing up some of these altcoins at discounted rates. Um, but for now, Elrond and Egold has had a bit of a turbulent uh, ride of it recently. Um, and we can see this obviously on the daily, right? So um, as I zoom on in here, we obviously had that fantastic ride to the upside, the correction that took forever to go and break another all-time high. And then the pullback, right? So quite a frustrating journey for, for many in the space when it comes to and to e-gold which is quite unfortunate but um nonetheless i'm still incredibly positive on this one i i think it's going to do incredibly well um going forward and again we can set this up here um so we can get an expectation that this thing can potentially move up towards 800 dollars or so um during 2021's bull run um that may be you know towards the end of 2021 or even the beginning of 2022 um but again these are you know expectations i've often said you know for me that sweet spot's be somewhere between 500 600 dollars um, i'm pretty confident in that with eGold, and um, i'm pretty confident in the project and everything that it's doing with its exchange its app um really really positive stuff for, for eGold. but chris is there anything else that you want to add um on elrond well it looks like there's a a few um notes in in the uh live chat nick i don't know if you can see those um yeah so is 200 uh, ema uh buy points uh pints points <laughs> um bearish death cross yeah so actually we had the positive cross which is the frustrating thing right so we had um we had the 50 cross in the 200 in a positive way right so it was in a negative um scenario prior it crossed positively just before bitcoin corrected bitcoin corrected in our opinion because of uh, a lot of stuff that's been going on um external to the crypto space and outside of the technicals i know that we we're reaching resistance points we were expecting pullbacks but we were not expecting a significant pullback that uh, you know people were capitalizing on at least at the top and then obviously right now after a positive cross against that 50 and uh, 200 moving averages we end up with uh, this crash now we're looking to actually now get that death cross again and, and see how that one kind of plays out and again not every single time that i see I, i'm not 100 certain uh, whether or not uh, you can really utilize a 50 and um, crossing a 200 as a death cross every single time because sometimes it actually does the opposite and you have to look at a lot of other technical stuff to really kind of uh, give you a bit of a flavor as to how things are going and um, for now I don't think uh, a death cross for e-gold is likely to pull it any lower I think um, considering how low it is on that relative strength index it has not got a huge amount of space to actually fall down the volumes are already nice and low personally I feel it's going to do okay but what's your thoughts Chris? Yeah I think it's going to do remarkably well in fact uh, yeah I I'm less concerned about the the daily the daily trends I guess that you know we're seeing uh, that the correlate with Elon Musk and I can see some of the, <laughs> the, the notes here I got musked uh, and that you did and and didn't we all um, but you know I've, I've said this uh, a number of times you know I, I don't really want to give Elon Musk too much airtime to be quite frank because everybody's sort of jumping on the bandwagon and it, it's like I, I get that he's surrounding himself with with very very clever people and um you know he's unique in, in in certain ways but he's not an expert on cryptocurrency uh, regardless of what people's opinions are you know he probably works and has people that are um but you know the, the, it's it's market manipulation 101 and uh, we've seen others be arrested for it 
and um the consequences just don't seem to be there at the moment and uh yeah i don't like it in a positive way to to pump the market as much as i don't like it dumping the market i just think the market should be allowed to play out as it as as it intends to right and uh elon's not the only one like we can't solely put it on on elon musk like you got institutions they're on the bandwagon all the news articles you know like mm-hmm. i'm not like one of these for conspiracy theories but you, when you when you look at the, the the news and you see the sentiment being fearful everything's you know ban this ban that and then you know it gets down to a certain price and then all of a sudden it's india's no longer going to ban uh, ban crypto <laughs> you know it's the sentiment just goes like the polar opposite it's, it's a great investment look how it's you know look at the trajectory of you know of, of bitcoin and you know it's just manipulation and i think in the short term that doesn't bother me i understand it's a very uh, small market it's going to be volatile particularly when we had institutions come in we talked about this back end of 2020 to expect these big swings in the market this is everything we expected it to be just like when we said debbie tokenized stocks before there was ever any talk of it tokenized property you know everything that we've talked about has sort of come to fruition so you know i i, I kind of feel comfortable that this is the right market to be invested in and uh that the gains are remarkable we've already seen remarkable gains on v chain harmony one anchor uh cardano the list goes on and on guys absolutely um right let's take a look at the last project which has to be cardano's ada let's let's get into this one um, so here we have Cardano to the USDT, daily chart, and Binance is the data source. And again, just this zoomed out version of the daily. Here we can see wave one, two, three, four, and five. My expectations are, you know, that we could, should, should comfortably get to about $10. Um, and my, my reasoning for this is some of the fantastic things that are going on. I'm not going to really talk too much about this. We're going to keep it to the TA side, but the fundamentals of the project are not really represented in the TA um, yet. So once things actually start to really heat up with this one, you're gonna see some significant changes in the TA and that's gonna then drive additional discovery. So $10 I feel is quite comfortable. And again, under those super cycle scenarios, um, you know, with things being dragged out and prolonged and that actually would actually help Cardano and um, believe it or not with its distribution of smart contracts and onboarding new new clients and building dApps for the network it's going to really help push this thing much further and beyond so uh, right now i'm just going to leave it as say you know, it's a comfortable 10. the fibonacci extension shows about seven dollars twenty which isn't too far um from that as well so an ex- uh, a little bit of a boost above that isn't too unrealistic either um so let's get into what's been going on recently let me just uh, make this a little bit bigger, zoom on in here. Um, so again, like many of these projects, we obviously have that downward trend, we had the upward trend, and obviously we saw that breakout event that happened on the 31st of May. We saw the test back on the previous resistance as support. That happened on the 1st of June. Uh, and then today, the frustrating thing with today is it invalidated our upward trend because of the wick. Now, again, like many of these projects, I'm going to leave this on there to see if this is a major problem or whether or not this is just a blip that we can continue this upward trend or whether or not I need to adjust it. So on this daily chart, we do have that as a concern. We obviously have that resistance forming at the 618. This comes in at about $1.91. And again, the main resistance line that we've been failed to actually close above is $1.83. And we can see that as well. And yesterday, I can't remember if we actually got the close above it. Um the close was $1.84 so that was an interesting close but we had the 
correction today. So we'll have a look at that on the hourly in a moment as well. Um, so again, we want to be pushing past $2.15, get the closed candle above there, and we'll be good to continue the motion to the upside. Um, so let's take a look at that hourly and see what's been going on with that. Let's just uh, zoom on in here, pull this down. So again, here is our yellow uh, line. This was our resistance line. This was $1.83 that we were unable to get that closed candle. Um, now, obviously, that seems to have changed, and we actually have got that closed candle, which is a positive move. But obviously, with the correction today, things were obviously dramatically changed. Here, we can find this upward trend that has been turned into a support, but we had had broken down a couple of times here, which is rather unfortunate. We also have our 200 moving average here, which also seems to be getting uh, or finding good area of support here where we get the reversals from it. So right now, this is uh, an interesting line. We find the resistance up here at the 100 moving average. Um, and again, we're actually getting some good volume. Uh, well, not good volume, but good motion to the upside. The problem that we have here is we are moving the price to the upside yet the volumes are actually decreasing. So that sentiment here is vastly different. We obviously have huge volume here for selling and that selling volume did decrease pretty quickly. We saw some increase just here and uh, during this particular motion. Um, otherwise, actually, the volumes were decreasing both buying and selling. And ultimately, whilst we're moving back to the upside, whilst we're oversold at the bottom there, um, we have not necessarily utilized the space here very, very well. Ultimately, we are now 52 on that relative strength index um, and we have gained a little bit of price discovery, uh, not the, the well, recovery, I should say, um, but we have a little bit of room left to work, not too much more. So right now, this looks like we're going to be forming a bit of resistance here. If we keep that volume nice and low, we can correct this relative strength index and have another stab at moving on ahead here um, when it comes to Cardano. I do feel that tomorrow is going to be a bit of a greener day. Um, a lot of this stuff just needs kind of correcting on the shorter timescales, but the dailies are in pretty good could shape um so we'll have to see how, how this kind of plays out in the in the coming kind of hours um going into the weekend um so again this upward trend has been um you know kind of invalidated but i'm going to see if this plays out still so i'm just going to drag this up a little bit up to uh our line here um so what we're looking for is this particular triangular wedge that's been forming and whether or not we, by the time we get up to this area here towards the 6th of june whether or not we have a huge breakout event happen. So as long as we stay within this triangular wedge, I know that Cardano is most likely going to be a break up to the upside with everything else that's going on and the amount of hype around this particular project with smart contracts. I can see this thing performing quite well. We also had the Lonzo launching on the testnet. That's major news. We obviously have partnerships cropping up. And there's so much going on with Cardano. It's hard to think that this thing is not going to have a really good breakout event where it goes ahead and uh, moves on out of this uh, troublesome area. I feel that these wicks here are very unfortunate and I'm hoping that actually that's the end of these lower areas uh, altogether. And we'll have to see how this tests out moving this trend line to the upside um, in, the, in the near future. And but Chris, is there anything else that you want to add on Cardano? Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the the, the chat, Nick, in the in the live chat um, around um, it can't get to to ten dollars. <laughs> you know, f for me, it depends on how it's marketed. Like, you're going to have smart contracts. You're going to have people flock into to to the Cardano ecosystem. And uh, when I say it, for for me, it depends on how it's marketed. Right? Like, we all see the uh, I guess the movement for for green energy, and and this is the example that I would use. What Cardano 
and what Cardano's partners are doing in, in Africa with onboarding people, giving them identity, giving them the opportunity of education that, you know, these are things that we all take for, for granted, right? I don't think you could say that anything is impossible. To because... be fair, Chris, I mean, like, we have to appreciate I mean, I'd be really curious. Why do why why do people think it's impossible? I want to know. I want to understand um, the the logical logic that that backs up the impossible element. Because if we really break it down, um, it's the world's most decentralized uh, network through staking, which means the majority of um, of ADA is actually staked and delegated, which reduces the circulating supply. So when the demand comes in, um, it, yeah, it's very easy to push the needle um, to the upside. And realistically speaking, it's more likely that it will hit that seven to ten dollar range than it will to three to four. I mean, three to four, it's kind of already there, and we're barely halfway through this uh, this bull run. Um, so yeah, I mean, three to four. Uh, if that's what you're happy with, then go for it, and uh, you know, someone will buy that up. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, Nick. You know, I'll, I'll be amongst those people buying that up. <laughs> um, you know, for 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 me, like. I don't think you could ever say it's impossible. I'm not saying that it's it's going to happen, but you can't sit there and say that it's impossible because if you actually do the the research and, and look at what they're doing, look at the numbers, look how it all, all stacks up. Like for, for me, you, you can't say it's impossible. It's just, it's not something that I would, you know, be, be betting on. Like for, for me, it is how they PR it. I expect them to PR it so well, though. Like, just look what they're achieving already, and they haven't even got smart contracts. And I think the the sentiment out there in, um, I guess, the, the social aspect rather than than in the news, and I guess some of it seeps into news because articles are written by um, people that have watched a, a YouTube show from one of the bigger channels, right? And that's fine. That's part and parcel of, of media, right? But... You know the people that are, are hung up on it's not going to do well uh, and are probably invested in something else for example you know it, it it could be for example ETH. you know people were paid in ETH for, for advertising projects and, and all sorts um so so yeah look, i just i just don't think people should be saying stuff's impossible i i think that to it be is fair, possible nothing is impossible um yeah and you know the market cap to get there if that's the argument is irrelevant because market caps are very simple calculation it actually means very little um it doesn't actually represent the money that's in a project it couldn't be all liquidated all at once for example and the other thing but that's really concerning is obviously as smart contracts do roll out on cardano um ethereum will be taking a hit and a slice of the pie will be moving from ethereum over to cardano um that's that's almost just guaranteed that's just the way of the nature of business right you're going to go where the cheap fees are cheaper you're not going to stick around mm. on something that's more expensive um so i've watched the space you know um yeah i mean three to four will happen <laughs> on the journey yeah. to 10 <laughs> yeah look you know everybody's entitled to their opinion and we welcome everybody's opinion like you know um for, for me, though, you know, we're having conversations with people that are going to be on the Cardano ecosystem. We know what they're doing uh, aside to what Cardano are doing. Um, so, you know, we get an, an idea of of the transactions and, and stuff that's going to be happening. So for me, I, I just don't think that people should be saying that it's 
it's impossible because I, I I'd, honestly in this world I mean like look at Doge like who would have thought um, <laughs> well you know, yeah, it something wasn't... that was set, some, something that was set up in two hours with absolutely no thought you know and where that is so I, I don't think we can say anything's impossible regardless no. of whether it's Cardano or anything do, else do you do you guys remember show of hands guys Bitcoin was it's impossible for Bitcoin to get to a trillion dollar market cap hands show hands mm. who remembers that who remembers it was impossible for the crypto space to get to a trillion dollars well i remember when we started this channel nick and i think the the, the market cap for all crypto was less than 300 billion mm. yes. um and when we said that it was going to be a multi multi-trillion dollar market cap 2021 people were laughing at us so you know i i just don't think that some of this stuff's impossible it's a small market i expect trillions more to come into this space this year and uh, I think Cardano and what they're doing is fabulous for the real world. And I think it's going to be a fabulous investment. So I think it's a win-win all round. Um, but on that note, you know, talking about an appreciation, appreciating asset and compounding interest, uh, why not delegate to the cheek pool, uh, earn yourself a passive income. Um, the average for a Cardano pool is 5.5%. Um, the latest epoch, though, we've been doing really well with about 1.4 times standard rewards. So the rewards have been at about 6.4% for Apple. We've got 11.6 million ADA delegated, which is about 547 Bitcoin and over 20 million USD uh, in value in Apple. So why not join those individuals earning a passive income on their appreciating asset? Yeah, anything you want to add, Nick? No, 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 it's good. It's good, and you know, time will tell. You know, we'll ultimately, you know, see how everything kind of unfolds. Um, we're seeing the world move quite rapidly. Uh, I guess to a point, you know, we're seeing CBDCs get experimented on uh, around the world. We obviously have uh, lots of progress on that, and that means that we are ushering in a world of distributed ledger technology. And uh, Cardano is built not just run DApps for businesses. It's uh, kind of been pitched now to run countries um, and that's a big step and a big difference so we'll have to see how it all unfolds won't we chris yeah for sure for, for me like it's such a wonderful project but there's projects that are going to be on the ecosystem that are doing things equally as good in the real world so do check out some of those new new uh, projects that are going to be going over onto to the cardano ecosystem because you know some of those i don't want to be missing out on Fantastic. So guys, that will bring an end to the stream. If you have found it useful, informative, entertaining at times, do go ahead and hit that like button for us. We both really do appreciate it. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you want to stay up to date with the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news, then why not become a subscriber? By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with absolutely everything we do here, provided, of course, YouTube sends those notifications out. And um, with that said, we hope everyone has a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care everyone.